conditioning and heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, and that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Also, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take those um, free downloads uh, with you anywhere. That's right. You can download those apps, take us with you anywhere. Uh, Also, a lot of other uh, complimentary stuff if you're uh, part of, again, the iHeartRadio app family or, again, TuneIn Radio app. Uh, But most importantly, again, you can take our show with you anywhere. Also, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. Uh, but uh, we're on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can catch us right here on the radio dial, four to six weekdays, right here on 106.1 FM. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram is our uh, social media platforms, and uh, we got a great show for you today. Will Guillory is just about five minutes away. Uh, he is in Sacramento. Pelicans take on the Sacramento Kings tonight. Pels win. They are, they are in the uh, – uh, they solidify their spot in the uh, play-in tournament. And, of course, um, again, last big, big last week for the Pels as far as the, uh, as far as the uh, final games in the regular season. So we'll talk to uh, Will Guillory in just a few minutes from the Athletic. Glenn Gilbo was at last night's uh, uh, national championship here in New Orleans. Uh, again, uh, congratulations to, the, um, to Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks and all the Jayhawks out there. 72-69 winners over North Carolina. And, one, again, maybe the Villanova game uh, with, with – uh, with Kansas was a little bit of a letdown uh, because of the because of the injuries. But I will say this: when you look at the the situation uh, in terms of the, just the, the the totality of of the games and uh, the Duke North Carolina game, last night's national championship, uh, you look at, at just the the tournament itself uh, with again St. Peter's going so far. Uh, this was a heck of a of a of a uh, uh, NCAA tournament. And uh, just a great Final Four. Just a great Final Four here in New Orleans. So, again, uh, congratulations to, uh, to Kansas. Congratulations to the city of New Orleans once again for uh, just another great event and showing the world once again that we are the destination when it comes to sporting events uh, in this country uh, and, and around the world. I mean, uh, you know, I, I talked about this, you know, maybe 20 years ago, uh, you know, that about the possibility of maybe hosting an Olympics in New Orleans. And it wouldn't be New Orleans, it would be South Louisiana. And, you know, there's so many stadiums that are available um, you know, on campuses that, that surround the metropolitan area, including in Baton Rouge. Obviously, you'd have to put a lot of money into, into building new facilities, which we don't have. That was a pipe dream maybe 20, 25 years ago. Uh, we just, we're just not flush with the cash to be able to do something like that. Uh, but, again, in, in terms of the ability to pull it off, there was no doubt in my mind that New Orleans could pull it off. New Orleans could pull the Olympics off with, with no problem. Again, the problem is facilities and building facilities, stuff like that. But pulling the games off? Huh. <laughs> Uh, believe me, well, New Orleans could do it. So, again, national, international, uh, we are a destination when it comes to uh, sporting events and putting them on. We're going to finish up today with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Um, he had Zion Williamson's stepfather on his uh, program this morning, uh, and it was an enlightening interview, about 17 minutes. I posted it on both of my uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, pages, so you can check those out there. But he's going to join us at around 5.15 this afternoon. And uh, we'll talk to him firsthand about Zion Winston. Look, just a little, a little tease here. Zion wants to play. Uh, there's, there's no uh, surprise there. Uh, he claims that he does not know where all this negativity about New Orleans and the Zion family is coming from, that they love it in New Orleans. They want to be in New Orleans. They want to be part of the Pelicans going forward. 
So some really good news this morning uh, from uh, from Zion Williamson's stepfather, who is kind of the controlling person in, in that in, in that group. He kind of speaks for uh, the Zion Williamson camp. And he even said it on the show today. If it's not coming from myself, my wife, Zion, or, or, his, or his, uh, his brother Noah, uh, then people don't know what they're talking about. So that's some really good news there. We'll have uh, Jordy on at uh, 515, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the Zion situation. We'll talk about the Final Four. We'll get into all of that um, with Jordy, including, again, uh, the Saints trade yesterday, which, again, is still buzzing. We're going to talk about that in, in, the, in the last segment of the uh, program, along with, again, some other local stuff as, as we go forward. But uh, uh, the, the city's buzzing about this, uh, uh, this trade and, and wondering what they're going to do. Look, I, I do not believe they're going up to get a quarterback. Okay, I don't think there's a quarterback in this draft that's worth two number one picks. I just don't. And I think it would be a waste. I think, again, the prudent thing to do is what they're doing. Okay, go up, get your offensive tackle, get your wide receiver. Again, if you've got the second round picks in the, is at 49, so you've got 16, 19, and 49. Uh, you still can go out and get a safety. Or, wait a minute, there's a guy named Tyran Matthew that visited the Saints today. And spent a lot of time with Mickey Loomis, again, uh, Dennis Allen, uh, the, the Mrs. Benson, the triumphant up at uh, Airlines Drive. And that doesn't mean necessarily he's going to sign with the Saints, but it's a good news. He was in town. He's been in town, honestly, uh, for a couple weeks up in Baton Rouge uh, in, in the metropolitan area. Uh, I know there was a, a video, there was a photograph of him going to Mr. Ed's and, and getting some seafood over at Mr. Ed's uh, with one, you know, one of my buddies over there. It's the manager. He posted that on social media. That was last week. So, again, he's been in town. Uh, but he made the, the trek out to Airline Drive to be able to go and visit with the Saints. And, look, maybe, again, they're talking, you know, contract. Maybe they're just trying to get a feeler for each other. Who knows? Uh, I think a lot of us would like to see a Jarvis Landry uh, and because of his sure-handedness, a pro, a guy, again, that, that except to last year didn't miss any games. Uh, he was always on the field for the most part. Uh, but a guy, again, that is an instant impact in terms of wide receiver, a veteran wide receiver, and a guy like uh, Tyron Matthew to come in and play the safety position. You say, where are you going to play? Well, I'd play him at free safety, me. I think he's got the range to play on the back end. He's a guy that, that ultimately, again, can make plays for you. Uh, he's been a playmaker his entire career, going back to St. Augustine. So you look at, uh, at Tyron Matthew, I think he'd be a good fit. We'll see how it works out. Again, look, Saints have about $21 million to spend. Uh, they've been methodically spending that on, on low-type on, on low, uh, uh, free agents or re-signing their own, or someone that's had a history with them. So we'll talk about that as we go forward. But a big one tonight for the Pels. And joining us again from uh, Sacramento, California, uh, and, of course, he's a New Orleans native and uh, writes for The Athletic, does a fantastic job. Will Guillory joins us on the program. Will, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you for having me on. Always good to have you. I don't know if you, you're familiar with what happened this morning in Baton Rouge with the, with the Jordy Collada show where Zion Williamson's uh, stepfather uh, stepped on the show. He's been on that show several times over the last few years. Um, and, and some, some really um, um, interesting comments made by him about Zion, about his future here in New Orleans, his love for the city, kind of echoing what you've told me on this program over and over again when I've asked you about Zion. Did you get a chance to catch that interview? I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I saw a few of the clips floating around on Twitter. Okay, well, again, first of all, again, uh, the, uh, they, they would like, Zion and his camp would like to be able to play. My question to you is, if you're breaking this thing down with four games left and then the play-in tournament, what's the opportunity for maybe him to get on the floor for this team, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tough. You just said it. There isn't that much time left. You know, there aren't that many games left. There. The team's currently on the road. You know, they fly back tomorrow. 
uh, morning, I believe they're flying out in the morning to go back to New Orleans. So that's going to be one more day where they're traveling. And it's not like they're going to practice tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I think there just isn't much time left because obviously they want to get him into some five-on-five, you know, tight drills, you know, physical going against other players before they put him on the court. And I think the good thing is that we've seen him ramping up. Uh, during this trip, I've seen him, you know, on the court after shoot-arounds, you know, you know, after practices where he's he's getting stuff. He, he's getting into his work. He's doing more stuff. Uh, he's looking in better shape, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, he. I think his people are already putting it out, and I think it's clear that they feel like he's ready to play. And you know, he's feeling good when he's out there on the court. But I think there's still some work to be done, and just not that much time before you can get him in. And he's one of the one of these last uh, regular season games. Now, this is hypothetical, right? It, let, let's say the, uh, the we know the Pels will go. You know, they win tonight; they're in the playing tournament. Uh, it would take it would take a. Um, uh, a, a, a situation that would be horrific if, again, they would miss the playing tournament. We don't anticipate that. But they let's say they, they get into the playoffs and they're in a seven-game series. Is it more likely that maybe he plays in a seven-game series? Or is it because of chemistry issues, maybe they don't want to mess with the chemistry going into a seven-game series? Just, again, a hypothetical, hypothetical question for you. Yeah, I don't know if there's as much chemistry because, you know, if you could add a guy who could score 30, you know, you just throw chemistry out. You know, you I agree. I agree with you. I've said it before. Yeah, as long as you don't mind coming off the bench, which is what I think he would have to do, I, I would think there should not be an issue with putting him on the floor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, whatever way it happens, that they would love to get him on the floor just because the guy, you know, is an unbelievable basketball player. He's going to make an impact immediately. Uh, but I think the, the big thing is just, like you said, just getting him enough time to just get himself ready. And I think once he, once they get to a seven-game series scenario where, you know, we're talking about maybe two weeks from now, I think obviously that would give him a, a bigger opportunity to get on the mm-hmm. practice court and do more things. And I think there's going to be a plan soon, uh, you know, to, to to really ramp him up even more than what we've seen recently. So I think it's getting closer. And I think once we talk about maybe two weeks from now, I think it's going to be a real scenario of him playing for sure. Uh, but when we're talking about just the regular season, uh, there just isn't right. that much time left. There's not much time. I would agree with you there. Lee Anderson also talked about, again, if it's not coming from him, it's not coming from Zion, it's not coming from Zion's mother, or even Noah, the little brother, again, that, it's, that there's, there's no truth to any of the rumors out there. They don't like New Orleans, that, that they don't want to be in New Orleans, that they don't want to be here long term. Uh, he reiterated the fact that, again, that he spoke on Jordy's show, Risa, before the uh, draft, that, again, they, the New Orleans is one of the places they chose they wanted to come. So, again, and all this, this outside chatter about him not wanting to be in New Orleans, uh, at least according to Lee Anderson, is false. And then furthermore, they're excited about the direction the Pels are going now under Willie Green. And, 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 the, and he consistently said in this interview, again, that the, the moves that they have made this season uh, also, again, excite them as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, when you've seen what happened with this team this season, we've talked about this on your show before, it's hard. Sure. For him, it would be hard for him not to be excited about it with Willie Green and what he's done, all of these young assets, the CJ McCollum move that they've gone from one and 12 to, you know, on the verge of clinching a spot in the playing game. Uh, this team is obviously going in the right direction. And I think, you know, if he didn't see that, he would be ignoring what's happening right in front of him, right? It's clear that this team has been making the right moves and they're doing the right things. And if you're a young player like Zion Wilson, this is the, the perfect type of team you would want to join. I tell this all the time. I mean, compare this situation to the Knicks where, where everybody's saying mm-hmm. he wants to go. I think it's not even close. Right, as far as which team you would want to be on if you're Zion sure. Williamson. Uh, uh, but I think 
what's also clear is that things are much different than when they were last year, right? I think last year when you had the Stan Van Gundy situation, the roster was much different. Uh, the relationship with the front office was much different. I, I think, you know, a lot has changed since then, and I think uh, they're comfortable coming out and talking right now because things are on the up and up, and they do want to be in the situation. He just wants to be on the court. I think that's the number one thing. He just wants to get back on the court and play the game, and I think that's first and foremost. But, yeah, I think – I think we've said it before. I think they feel good about what's going on right mm-hmm. now with the team. Uh, things change quickly, and they certainly did from last season. And I think, you know, the, the good thing for the Pelicans is it seems like they're making the right moves. They're building this roster out the right way. And if they can get him back on the court, you know, even as soon as this season, I think they're going to feel amazing going into whatever happens in the offseason. Look, and and to me, the goal has to be getting into the playoffs and getting into a series. Because, look, you may not have a chance to, to maybe beat a Phoenix in, in, in a seven-game series. Look, crazy things have happened, right? But to get that experience under your belt in a, in a year like this, where, again, maybe next year is the year that you make that move, much like we've seen with Memphis, uh, that would be huge for this team, to have a chance to be able to get in the playoffs, get a feel for the series, and, and let, let some of these players who have never tasted that get acclimated to it. Yeah, and we've heard this comparison over and over again, but I think it is very – you know, accurate with this team is we look at what happens with the the Phoenix Suns and they didn't make the play in sure. a couple of years in the go in the bubble, but they played those eight games. They went eight. No, we saw Devin Booker doing incredible things and you see where they are now. And I think that's the hope. I obviously, you know, I don't think we're, we're ready to, to predict the Pelicans are going to be in the finals next year, but I think the hope is no. that you can kind of mimic that progression with those young players yes. that they had in Phoenix. Obviously, Willie Green was a part of that uh, that mm-hmm. run they had, and, and events that eventually went to the, the finals the following season. Uh, so I think that's the blueprint they're trying to build out is, hey, these young guys have a chance to play in these big games with stakes. They're going to learn from them. We're going to see the stars shine, and it's going to allow everybody to kind of figure out their role going into that next season to have a better understanding of what the team is and what they need to do to, to succeed. And I think, uh, again, if you are able to add Zion Williamson and see how he fits in the mix, that's going to make it you feel even better, again, going into the offseason. But, yeah, I think you're exactly right that this is going to be huge for this young team. And I think they're going to be very dangerous when they can get all these pieces on the court together. And mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting to see just how good they can be, you know, once all of these guys can finally play together. New Orleans' own Will Gillier of The Athletic will tell you how to subscribe before we get to finish this this afternoon. Again, he's with us live from Sacramento, California, at the site of tonight's game between the Pels and the Kings. That is a 9 o'clock tip-off here in New Orleans. Um, will, um, take me back to Friday night, and you were in the stands. You were there, again, for the Los Angeles Lakers and the sweep of the Lakers this year. Uh, them bringing out AD off the, off the injury list. Uh, again, a rested LeBron James going down to the wire. Uh, and the resilience of this Pelican team, uh, and again, how that felt to be in the stands, to be able to see that, and then just the vibe throughout the game, and of course afterwards with the team in the locker room. Yeah, for one, obviously there's just a, a crazy jubilation, not just from the players, from everybody within the organization. There's always like this little quiet, you know, not even so quiet sometimes rivalry between the Pelicans and the Lakers because of the AD situation. Uh, AD even acknowledged it after the game. He made the comments about, hey, the social media always has fun. They right. love beating us whenever I'm on the court because we got a little history. So I think being able to walk away from the season saying, yeah, we swept the Lakers, I think that was something that everybody was excited about to walk around with their chest poked out after that game. And I think uh, the other thing is just that, 
you know, it, and I wrote this after the game in New Orleans as well. It, it's, it's just so stunning to see LeBron James come out and put on the show he did on those two games and then walk away with an L. Uh, you know, it's not something we're used to seeing, you know, no. at this point in the season that, you know, when LeBron turns it up at this time and when we're talking about April, May, he's usually winning those games. He's been doing it, you know, for well over a decade. And, you know, these two games, for whatever reason, the Pelicans have been able to, to figure it out to, to, to withstand those big heavy punches and, you know, and, and find a way to get across the finish line with a W in that fourth quarter. Really, LeBron and AD kind of seeing them both struggle to just get yes. anything going against the Pels. And on the other end, CJ McCollum and B.I. just hitting shot after shot and coming away with that win. Again, it made you look at this team and say, man, uh, they could be really scary, you know, down the mm-hmm. road because they have so much yes. talent and they have the young role players in place and they got a coach that they believe in. So I think it's going to be exciting to see what this team looks like in that playing tournament. And if they can come out and, and perhaps see Phoenix in the first round and just, you know, what that matchup would be like and just how they kind of, you know, exchange punches with, you know, what I think is probably the best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the Lakers did put in a new defense where they kind of ignored uh, the four. In that case, it was Jackson Hayes. Again, trying to use, again, the the extra big to be able to, again, take away their shooters, uh, whether that be Brandon Ingram or C.J. McCollum. Uh, they, actually, the Clippers did a much better job on Sunday in the blowout of, of again, perfecting that defense. Um, what do you anticipate seeing against Sacramento tonight? Do they figure it out? Is, is there a game plan for that? Have they been working on it? Your thoughts? I think first and foremost, just being around the team today as a shooter, and I think you're going to see a much more locked-in group. I think that loss against the Clippers was really a wake-up call for them. I think it was one of those situations where a couple days, a couple extra days in L.A., you're feeling good after the Lakers win, and you're not quite as ready for that Clippers game as you were for the Lakers game. And I think that was a perfect opportunity for Willie Green to kind of look around these guys and say, hey, we haven't achieved anything yet, right? We still haven't locked in our playing spot. We haven't won any playing games. So we still got to go out there and prove ourselves the way we, we did for the previous couple of weeks. So I think we're going to see them much more locked in. And I I, was, I think it's going to be very interesting to see Brandon Ingram uh, in this matchup as well because he, he was so, you know, just uninvolved, I would say, in yes. the Clippers game. I think he ended up taking like 11 shots, you know, made three of them. That was the same guy. Like I said, he dominated that second half against the Lakers. So I, I think this is the type of game where I think we're going to see an aggressive B.I. Uh, obviously, C.J. McCollum has been aggressive since the moment he stepped into New Orleans. Sure. I think those two guys leading the way, I think, it, it is going to be big. And, and uh, again, just to, the, uh, also, uh, just the, the continued movement with the rotation, I think the, the, the last two games, seeing Jose Alvarado's uh, minutes shrink, uh, I think has been surprising. I think that's going to be something to watch moving mm-hmm. forward as Willie Green kind of figures out his play in rotation. Sacramento's done. Are they resting starters tonight? Yeah, it looks like they're probably going to be out of it. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Fox and Sabonis are done for the season. So, yeah, we're probably going to see some young guys. Davion Mitchell uh, has been playing really well for them. You know, his role has increased with those guys out. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, But, yeah, I think this is the game you walk into if you're the Pelicans and say, hey, we got to get this one. We got to walk away. You know, celebrating tonight to get this plan, you know, locked in. As far as the Pell's health go, pretty much everybody ready to go? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I, that's from what I've seen so far. I think JV still a question mark, but everybody mm-hmm. else looks With fine. the ankle? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it an ankle? Uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, the right ankle is something he's been dealing with for a while. You know, he's been mm-hmm. a little bit slow. 
I think they want to try to get him a little bit of rest before we, they get to that playing game. Uh, but I think it's one of those situations where you just gonna see how he feels before the game. Now, the the final four was here, and and I, I'm not sure whether you're a Duke or North Carolina fan. Which one are you? Uh, unfortunately, I'm a Tar Heel fan. Don't yeah, ever that's what I okay, Tar Heel fan. But it, you got to say one thing: that Duke North Carolina game was one for the ages. Am I right? Oh my god! One of the most stressful games I've ever watched <laughs> in my life. Just the ups and downs. It was incredible. I, I mean, it was an amazing game. The, the shot making on both ends. But yeah, I, I, I don't think I've been that stressed out watching the game. Maybe, maybe going back to even like Saints Super Bowl or something like that. Right? That was like, oh come on! You put it up the Saints Super Bowl. Come on, man. I'm, I'm just saying for me. You're talking about the, talking about the stress level, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. Like, oh my god! Yes. Yes. Well, and of course, it was a, look. It was a great game last night. I mean, it went down to the wire for the most part. I mean, you know, um, obviously, it was a Betcock got, got uh, when he got hurt. You know, you knew it was going to be a situation where you know they didn't have a big to go up against McCormick, but uh, uh, it was still it was still an exciting game even last night. Yeah, and it wasn't just Betcock. You know, he got hurt. Uh, Manning got an elbow to the face. Yep. <laughs> Caleb Love hurt his ankle. Post Johnson looked like he was about to pass out on the court. You know, I, I think one thing. You yeah, I, say, I thought Johnson was going to die on the court. On the line. Yeah, man. I, 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 I've walked away from championship games before with my Tar Heels saying, man, we could have won that one. Villanova mm-hmm. a couple years ago comes to mind. Yep. This game, I was like, man, those dudes left every single thing they had on the court. They played through injuries. I don't even know if Brady Manning knew who he was by the end of the game, but I, I just say they left it all out on the court. You know, Kansas is just a better team. You know, shout out to those guys. And I'm just super proud of North Carolina pulling this off as an eight seed in Hubert Davis's first season. I just think it was a crazy one. Well, I got to see the um, I got to see the Final Four and in the championship game, Georgetown, North Carolina, back in uh, was it '82? Uh, I think it was, uh, and. Uh, the shot in the dome, and of course, back then, I mean, we were up in the, we were in the terrace, right, uh, for for for, the, for that uh, uh, for that game. But nevertheless, uh, this was as exciting a Final Four as that was even back then. Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible Final Four, just a historic thing. You know, Coach K's last game. Even though we didn't win the championship, I definitely was walking around feeling good. I, I ran into Trajan Langdon before the Lakers game, kind of said, "Hey, did you see the game today? Did you notice what the score was?" <laughs> But, yeah, I, I mean, it just was, was crazy, just the, the, the level of these games and the, the level of player that was in these games. I think a lot of these guys kind of improved their stock going into the draft. And I think this is going to be a fun draft. A lot of good players yep. coming out this year. Oh, a lot, a lot of, of good players. Of players. <laughs> and you saw that in the Final Four, just the talent. Yep. You know, this wasn't even just one-and-done guys either, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of older guys. And I think, uh, yeah, just a great season that really – crop of players coming out this year which is beautiful because again it looks as though that it's almost fate to complete that that laker pick will revert back to the pels you're going to get a pretty good player even even if you're you're stuck at the 10th spot but then then again if we can if we can put our imagination together and think that maybe they can get up uh, up into the top three or so i mean come on but um uh this is this looks with with the players that again just we've seen in the tournament this could be a very very deep draft Really deep draft, and it, it, I think it, the Lakers have been kicked enough while they've been down this season to add more to it. If their pick drop, jumps up to the top three, and the Pels oh. get that pick. Oh. <laughs> but just, you know what? Know what goes around comes around, right? I mean, eventually, again, uh, you know, karma finds you, and there was some really bad karma on the way that went down with AD.
uh, you know, stuff, stuff that should not have happened, the, the, the tampering all the way down the line. So maybe it's taken a while for Carmen to swing back the other way, but maybe this is the year it happens. Hey, I think a lot of people were feeling that way watching AD, you know, take that loss in L.A. a couple of days yes. ago. And him having to really steal that sweep and the Pelicans, you know, basically knocking them out. I think that was the night the Lakers was just done. It was like, yeah, so mm-hmm. – and just seeing them walking around, and, and man, again, just seeing those guys who were champions a couple of years ago, uh, having yes. a big game in their home arena, and the Pels come through with all these young guys and knock them out. It, it was a sight to see, and it says a lot about the Pelicans and what they're doing, but also, you know, just how far the Lakers have fallen, you know, in such a short time. Definitely agree. Will, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for a few minutes of your time today. Again, I know it's a busy day up in Sacramento. Why don't you let the folks know about how they can follow you on social media and, again, how they can subscribe to The Athletic. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at Will Guillory. Uh, that's G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. Follow all my work at theathletic.com. Uh, man, we're getting ready for this tournament. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Obviously, the Zion stuff is still there. So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Some more Pelicans basketball coming. Uh, it's going to be a fun stretch burner, and hopefully y'all can come over and join us and see all the stuff we have coming. Yep, no doubt. Again, you got you to subscribe to The Athletic. Fantastic writers, not just locally, nationally, internationally. Uh, again, uh, if you subscribe, I'm telling you right now, you will not regret it. Uh, that's that, that good of a publication. Will, thanks for the time. Have a safe trip back home. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Eric, man. Appreciate you. All right, appreciate you. Again, that's Will Guillory, New Orleans on Will Guillory. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, you need help, they're there. Look, nothing worse than, again, you come in a hot summer months and you open up the door coming in from work and the AC's not working and you're frustrated. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, it's after 5 o'clock. How am I going to get anybody out here? You know, we have to sleep, sleep without uh, AC. How bad is it? Call my friends at Burkhardt. Number one, right now you can you can do a tune-up on that system to make sure, again, that it will work through the entire summer months because what Burkhardt's going to do is, an, is a complete um, uh, inspection, precision inspection on your system to be able to make sure that, again, that everything is in working order. You know, that way, again, they're able to catch if there's any, any problems that, that, that are coming up down the line. Look, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, is the old saying. Uh, and, of course, your air conditioning system, heating system, runs over 2,000 hours uh, dur- during, um, during the year. So annual precision tune-ups can help extend the life of your system. It's going to identify and prevent problems from, make, from small repairs to major breakdowns. So, again, if you're looking for a company you can trust, whether, again, it's emergency service or making sure that, again, you do a little bit of prevention uh, and get that tune-up on that, on that system, it's Burkhardt. Uh, they are authorized to service all brands. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. After-hour service as well. Nate certified technicians and truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Glenn Gilbo, outkick.com is next. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. DQ presents How to Know if Spring is Sprung. Step one, order from the new Spring Treat Collection. Step two, grab a fruity blast dip cone, s'more shake, or any of the colorful treats at DQ. Step three, declare spring is indeed sprung. DQ, happy tastes good. Look out for delays that are heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. In the meantime, look out for delays that are solid on 10 westbound from Dowman to Chef and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal and then delays stretch again 10 westbound right at Clearview. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady 
right at Canal Boulevard. In the meantime, delays are steady if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. And the delays are solid on the 310 going southbound from just before St. Rose to the Leland Hornville exit. And look out for accidents St. Claude at Delary. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bremner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget our podcast is available for you to be able to listen to the show at your leisure. Also, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, uh, digital platforms for you uh, to be able to take the show with you anywhere. Plenty of ways to be able to catch our program. And uh, as always, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Les East, award-winning journalist, will be with us on the program this week. Uh, always looking forward to uh, to. Um, Les join us on the show, and he is fresh off the national championship uh, weekend, much like uh, our next guest, uh, Glenn Gilbo of uh, Kick.com, who was here in New Orleans uh, for the entire Final Four. And Glenn, welcome back to the show. How you doing, bud? Good, good. How are you? Uh, great, Glenn. Uh, look, uh, the the reviews from 
those that were on social media, I'm talking about media members, uh, people from out of town, you're, uh, again, the interviews that were done with the local media uh, for, for uh, those that were here for the revelry of, of, the, of the Final Four, whether they had their own school or they were just here for, for the event itself. Then, then once again, New Orleans um, hit it out the park in, in terms of, again, putting this event on. Um, you were there. You saw it firsthand. Your thoughts on how we did. Oh, I, there's no question. You know, just just listening to the uh, to the to the media members as they're finishing their work and and uh, you know talking about their options for for restaurants and then you know nobody uh, uses a car. <laughs> you know, they uh, they get to the hotel, they they walk to the arena, they walk to the restaurants, they walk to the bars. Everything is in a close radius. You know, occasional Ubers or cabs, but um, it's it's that's that's what makes it so good for the uh for the media and the fans everything is is close together it's not spread out around three towns like the super bowl was when it was in miami um with with, with the saints you know so yeah you know uh i, I went out with uh, jeff duncan and many media members over to bacchanal on mm-hmm. sunday night in the bywater and and they just loved that uh pat 40 and and several other national people you know the, the NFL writers I've talked to over the years, they, they always like New Orleans as good as any or better for a major event. No doubt. Um, the configuration in the Superdome, a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. Um, uh, your thoughts on, on how it looked and, and, and how fan-conducive it was in terms of seeing the game. Now, you're talking about a guy yeah. that, uh, that I've said this cup several times. Back in 82 when Jordan hit the shot, I was in the, I was in the terrace, okay? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, they, they get, if I remember, the playground that, that, that I was coaching at uh, at the time, uh, we got a bunch of tickets from Nord to bring all of our kids, right? So we were there for that game. And, I mean, we were in the terrace, but still, you know, you had the big gondolas that time. You were able to watch it on the, on the screens while you were there. But, you know, seeing that go down, being part of that was incredible. Uh, I've been to the other every Final Four here, with the exception of the last one, uh, which I did not get credentials for. So I knew what the setup was there. You've been to a bunch. Was it different setup in, in terms of how they set uh, up up the dome to be able to again uh, to have the the event here? Well, there's still fans in the terrace level, um, but uh, you know, seventy thousand people, you're not going to have good seats. But you know, mm-hmm. just from a media perspective. Um, you know, I think it was a little too spread out, um, and frankly, I didn't like my seat, and I didn't sit in it at all. I watched the games from the uh, from the press room, right. uh, because in, in the past I've had uh, better seats. You know, even at at uh, Gannett or smaller papers. Yes. Uh, so they 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 bumped out Kick and several other news outlets that I thought should have had better seats. I'm not sure how they do that because there are some small outlets with the good seats mm-hmm. uh but I, I think the problem is they you know they got them spread out too too wide where, whereas they ought to go middle and go up uh which is what they used to but but you're seeing that everywhere now even for like the, the lsu media at the assembly center has awful seats mm-hmm. um and uh it, it's kind of like getting like that around the sec they're trying to sell those uh closer seats so that was that was sure of course beef i had but you know if you're going to go see if you're going to go to a final four in the superdome uh unless you pay thousands of dollars for the most part you're, you're not going to have good seats i know one of our friend's daughters goes to tulane and she was up in the mm-hmm. terrace level right she, 
she didn't like her seat. But um, as far as the atmosphere, though, and and those that were close, I mean, you're you're kind of like on even even with the floor of the uh, yes. of the game almost. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was really cool. Uh, the few times I walked by. That's uh, what my seats you know, were in 03 well, for the media. I mean, yeah. we were on the floor. And, of course, sure. the floor is elevated. So, again, yeah. it's a different yeah. perspective from, from that from that standpoint. But I figured, again, from what I was in, in talking to other media members, that they were spread out and it wasn't the same type of configuration. Going back to the old configuration from the Jazz to there, how much was it changed? Well, I, I just know from the – from the other Final Fours, like I was at the uh, right the the '93 Final Four, and I was with the little bitty Alexandria Town Talk, and I was like right, right. you know, right in the middle, you know, um, and and a couple of Final Fours after that for for like uh, the Mobile Paper and some other papers yeah. um, with with Gannett, so I, I couldn't really compare that, but mm-hmm. I mean the uh, you know the sound was great, the uh, the video boards were yep. great, uh, the uh, just the way the press conferences were handled and the breakouts with the players, everything right. went went really smooth, you know. And and they, you know, a lot of that is the NCAA. They really know how to put sure. on the NCAA. Oh, absolutely, it's like the it's like the best thing they do. Plus, you combine mm-hmm. that with an arena that that knows how to handle the, the biggest of events, and and you don't have any uh, snafus. Yep, uh, no, no doubt. All right, um, let's um. Let's talk a little bit about the games itself because, you know, you can maybe throw the Villanova-Kansas game out because of the injuries that the injury Villanova had to deal with. But the, the games were spectacular. I mean, I mean, heart-thumping to the end. Uh, when, you, when you look at, again, Duke-North Carolina and even the championship game between Kansas and North Carolina. Well, the Duke-North Carolina game just fit the uh, height to a T. I mean, it, it was exactly what you would expect that game to be. I mean, for the last seven minutes of that game, there were, the, the teams were not separated by more than three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither team had a 10-point lead in that game. Each team had a five or six or seven-point lead at one point, but then it flipped. Uh, there were, um, uh, I think it was eight, there were 20, uh, 20 ties, 18 lead changes, something like that. I mean, it was, it was just unbelievable. Um, and just, just really great play. Both teams shot really well for the most part. Uh, Duke didn't shoot well from three-point range. But, you know, they had a chance to win. I mean, it, it was just a thrilling, thrilling mm-hmm. game. You know, basket after basket, changing the lead. That, that's what you want. And, um, I mean, it, it, was, it was really just thrilling. And then you, then you had the dramatic injury to um, Armando Bacchett. And, uh, yep. you know, he, he, he came back and then Caleb Love hit the big mm-hmm. three-pointer to kind of put it out of reach. And it was, uh, it was something to see, man. It was, a, it was a great weekend for New Orleans and a great weekend for college basketball as well. You know, the tournament as well. But when you look at, you know, the, um, you, know you always want a Cinderella to kind of, kind of break things up. And, and St. Pete's uh, did, did that, you know. Um, with that said, uh, uh, and I thought, again, from everything that, 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 that you know, we've been able to find out New Orleans did a great job in hosting it, which is what, again, we were oh, yeah. really kind of braced for. Because, again, this is really the first big sporting event post-pandemic. I mean, you talk about Saints game. Exactly. This is this is an international event. Yeah, I, I sat next to Jeff um, in the press room, Jeff Duncan, and he, he talked to the New Orleans officials. That's in the, the Advocate Picayune mm-hmm. 
today. You know, they did they did a really good job. And you know, the NCAA tournament really did have everything. I mean, it had it had a real Cinderella, St. Peter's, and then it had kind of a high end Cinderella, North Carolina, which was an eight seed. Which, which you know, there's only been one eight seed win the national championship. That was Villanova in mm-hmm. 1985, and only three have made it to the championship game. UCLA made it in 1980, lost to Louisville, and then North Carolina could have won that game last night. And, and then, you know, you had the Blue Bloods because North Carolina's a combo Blue Blood and Cinderella this year. And then you had Coach K's last game. I mean, how dramatic was that? And, yes. uh, you know, his last last ever game in, in New Orleans. And, of course, Kansas, which really – Kansas looked like the best team, I think, from, like, the Elite Eight on. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really looked good. I picked them to win, you know, once, yes. once they got to the Final Four. But, I mean, they easily could have lost last night. But um, they really turned it on in, in the second half. And Caleb Love just had an awful game. Uh, if, if he has a, a more normal game than what he had been having in the NCAA tournament, they probably would have won. Do want to shift gears for a moment? We've got a few minutes left. Uh, Saints make a big blockbuster trade yesterday. Um, they trade uh, their first pick this year, their third pick this year, their seventh pick this year, 2023 first-round pick, 2024 second-round pick uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. They get the 16th overall pick, the 19th overall pick, both in the first round, and, and the 194th pick, a sixth-round pick this year. Your thoughts on the trade? Well, it's, it's – uh, you, you know, usually – Usually you kind of trade uh, players to get draft choices or you trade draft choices to get players, but they traded future draft choices to get present, earlier draft choices, like this, this year's draft choices, right? Is that? Would you agree with that? Wait, wait you broke up. Say that one more time for me. Uh, I mean, it, it, they, they traded future draft picks for – for upcoming draft picks, correct? Yes, they did. They, they did. they did. They, they yeah. Actually, yeah. when you look at the 2023 first round, the 2024 second rounder, yes. Um, but, again, there is a school of thought that they're going to get picks for Sean Payton if he comes back, and a lot of people believe he'll be back either next year or the following year. Uh, they have his, um, his rights, so they'll pick up picks there. There are compensatory picks for losing players, which I feel the Saints have been taking advantage of recently. Uh, so I think they're, they're banking on uh, the fact that Peyton is not going to stay in the booth long. They'll, he'll, he'll be at Dallas or elsewhere uh, next year, and they're going to be able to pick up either players and picks or picks uh, for him, which will, again, solid, will, 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 will make up for the first rounder in 2023 and the second rounder in 2024. Yeah, you see, that, that's, that's good thinking if, if – uh if they feel good that Sean's going to eventually coach then, because then they'll get those picks back that they just traded to get the earlier pick here. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And you'd think they'd have some inside Mm -hmm. knowledge on that, right? Well, I mean, they they got to know that he wants to come back and coach. I think I think most yeah. of us believe he's going to want to come back and coach. Yeah. And and, and, yeah, and things are so volatile in Dallas right now. Heck, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, he's pretty much almost said that again. He'll he'll coach in Dallas. So I mean, and most people believe that's going to happen. And look, they needed they need an offensive tackle. They need wide receivers. And they need a safety. Now, Tyron Matthews in the building today just as a, as a cursory visit with the Saints. But when you look at 16, 19, and then their second-round pick is at 49, they could fill all three of those needs in the first two rounds. Yeah. But you, you never know if Peyton's going to come back or not because we always heard Gruden was going to come back. And right. He enjoyed the, the off coaching. And so, you know, you never know if Sean might do that. But, uh, 
That, uh, dude, I just I, I, I don't see him not. Risk. I mean, he's still yeah. young. He's yeah. got something else to prove. He wants to prove that again he can win out without Breeze. Now again, uh, you know, uh, the Chargers and to me, the Chargers and Dallas are the two places I think are the most likely landing spots for him. Chargers because they have a, uh, you know, they already have a franchise quarterback. Dallas they have the franchise quarterback plus again his relationship with Jerry Jones. So I don't think I'm, to, to me I'm I'm not going to be shocked at all when when he's stepping away and said he wasn't retiring. I knew it was just a matter of time before he's going to jump back in. I would take San Diego in that deal for number one for the for the weather and just the overall yeah, come on. quality of life there. Plus number two, you know he may have a great relationship with Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones is going to aggravate Sean Payton. If oh, there's no doubt. He's always going to be sticking his hand in. Yeah, and, yep. he, and that's something he never had to deal with. But remember, Jerry's getting old. He's got some issues off the field as well. His son, Stephen, looks like he's the heir apparent to take over there. So we'll see how, again how that works out before it's all said and done. At this point, I'm just looking for the picks, man. He decided right. to walk. That you know, At this point, I'm looking for compensation. Exactly. And, and I think it's, you know, the Saints for years, you know, they, they kept making deals, bargaining in the future. And, mm-hmm. and getting players for draft picks to, to make that run to the Super Bowl. And obviously that's over now with Breeze gone. So, so it's back to basics and, and, and building through the, through the draft. So, you know, you've got two first-round picks. Uh, so they can, they can really turn around their franchise with a, with, with a good draft. And, and they've, goodness knows they've done that a few times in the past. Yeah. And look, especially if you go back to 17, having two first-round picks, that really helps as well. And again, four in the top 100, and of course, three in the top 50. So that's, you know, again, if you're doing your homework, you got a chance to be able to, to do something with it. Glenn, i got about a minute left. Tell us about OutKick, how folks can, can, uh, can uh, check you out on social media. Well, i got a column that went up uh, this afternoon, earlier this afternoon on Kansas winning the national championship and how... Uh, they, they need to have a new coach of the year award for uh, best job by a coach while under investigation. B- Bill Self is the first coach since the FBI dragnet in 2017 that implemented many schools, including, you know, LSU, North Carolina state and, and, a, and a bunch of schools and Kansas was in there. And of that whole group, they're the first one to win the national championship since then. And, you know, he's dealt with uh, his, program being under under probe and yet still recruiting and and able uh to win and you know there there could be some serious sanctions for him down the road there's five violations in the notice of allegations but he he, the amazing thing is he won this team without freshmen or sophomores so the last two classes didn't matter he won this with an older class Mm -hmm. which which may be unusual for the future no doubt. Glenn, thanks for the time as always. At LSU B-Tweet, that's Glenn Gobo, uh, Outkick.com. Eric Asher, we'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oddly. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying your terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. 
Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Frontline Plus is the number one name in flea and tick protection. Not just because it kills fleas, ticks, and chewing lice on your dog or cat, or protects them for 30 days, or has a 20-year legacy of trusted protection. It's because whether fun with your pets means a day on the trails or a night on the couch, Frontline Plus lets you take them everywhere, no matter how you define it. Frontline Plus, available for dogs or cats. Visit Frontline.com to learn more. The ants go marching one by one, ew, 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 ew. But mom's got Ziva when they come, hurrah, hurrah. We used to spray and rush away. But Ziva lets us stay in play. Since it won't fog up the room. But the bugs will still meet their doom. Boom, boom, boom. Beat bugs with Zevo. It uses essential oils that attack bugs' biological systems. Plus, it's safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo, people-friendly, bug-deadly. Now at a store near you. This Saturday, April 9th. This Saturday, April 9th. Grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Then stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolarugby.com. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You need emergency service. They're there for you. Looking to tune up that system before the uh, hot summer months? Burkhardt can do that for you as well. Nate certified technicians, highest certification in the industry, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. It's really a company of trials. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Thanks to Will Guillory. Thanks to Glenn Gilbo. Coming up next, don't miss it, Jordy Kalana joins us. He, he spoke with uh, Zion's stepfather this morning on his show. We'll talk about that and so much more Coming up on Inside New Orleans, I'm your host, Eric Asher. Stick around. Cookery.com, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Number two of Inside New Orleans, Aaron Asher with you until 6 o'clock, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon on your radio dial. Remember, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free download for your smartphone or tablet. And, of course, with these, um, these apps uh, on the digital platform, you can take the show with you anywhere. Uh, also, check out the uh, podcast because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms, including your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, also, Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And uh, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. So all those available for you. And, of course, you can always contact me at eric at ericasher.com. That's our email. And, of course, you can also go to the website. There's a place where you can click on the website and contact me directly as well. Hey, I want to thank Will Guillory for joining us in the first hour along with Glenn Gilbo. Will Guillory of The Athletic, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick. 
Uh, Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show is about five minutes away. And uh, some LSU stuff. And we'll get into some Saints as well, all that coming up here on the program. Hey, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, award-winning journalist Les East joins me on the program from CrestCitySports.com and Saturday Down South. He's fresh off the Final Four, covering that for CrestCitySports.com. And, of course, uh, you can check him out Thursday at 1 p.m. with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page every Thursday at 1. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. That's WLAE-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE. On, uh, on every Friday night, every Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. As mentioned, always on our social media platforms, always on the WLATV YouTube page, and also always uh, at ericasher.com. So uh, uh, really, really uh, uh, excited tonight about the Pels game, uh, an opportunity to be in to um, uh, win and, and you're in. Uh, doesn't matter what anybody else does, win and you're in. Uh, you heard Will Gillery and I, if you missed it, so check out the podcast, uh, talking about how deep this draft is. Looks as though, again, uh, the Lakers will, 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 uh, will lose that pick. It'll revert back to the Pels. And then, I mean, just, just based off what we saw just in the tournament, it, it, look, if you don't watch college basketball all year long, okay, maybe you're not tuning in to any of the teams outside of the local teams. Uh, you saw the plethora of talent uh, that is coming out this year. Uh, and that means, again, the Pels jumping in. If they want to get another young player to be able to go with their young core, they can do that. Uh, they'll be able to uh, utilize that as a, uh, a you know, a, a, an asset to be able to go out and maybe get another veteran player they can add to this, to the mix here. Uh, then they got 14 of the 15 spots under contract for next year already. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with that. But to me, if you're asking me what I'd like to see them do, um, look, I know it's a young team, and, and I know it's been augmented by, again, C.J. McCollum. Uh, you're looking at, again, Brandon Ingram growing as a player. No doubt about that. Valanchunas was a great addition to this team. You're talking about veteran players now. Obviously, you've got a Jackson Hayes that, that is emerging. Um, you look at what uh, Larry Nance Jr. comes in as a, as a veteran. Uh, also, again, Trey Murphy, uh, Alvarado, Herb Jones, what they've done just in, in, the, in their first year in terms of, again, being a big part of the rotation for this Pelican team, you get yourself, again, another lottery pick. Uh, that puts you in even better shape for the future. And then, of course, I haven't even spoken about Zion Williamson, who has not played this year at all, who, again, we're going to talk to Jordy Collada about three minutes about because um, I said it weeks ago. I would play him. I would play him. I don't know why you wouldn't play him, okay? And, and I'll use an example just from this weekend. As much as I like Jackson Hayes, you heard yesterday Adek Gassell talk about what the Lakers did and what the, what the Clippers perfected over the weekend. You know, taking their, their four, their big, and saying, you know what, Jackson, we're not even worried about you, okay? We're going to take that four, and we're going to put that big man on, on either Brandon Ingram when he's going to shoot or C.J. McCollum, and we're going to leave you alone. So, let me ask you a question. You think they could do that with Zion Williamson? Do you think you could leave Zion Williamson alone on the court? Okay? Because if he catches it inside, it's two points. If he's got the ball off the dribble, he's going inside, and it's, again, a three-point play. So, just bringing him in off the bench gives you another 
player that has to be reckoned with on the floor. You know, I, I worry about chemistry. Of course I do. Okay, this team has really got it together. That's why I said from the beginning, it, it, it needs to be more more than just an, a, a, a Zion decision, a Zion camp decision, a decision by the, the front office, a decision by the, by, by the medical uh, doctors that are involved in this, and, also, and even the coaches. I think the team has to come together and decide they want him back right now. You know, they need to vote on it. Let, let them figure out again, because, again, their guys are going to be pushed out the rotation. Uh, and there's a good chemistry right now. But how do you, again, turn down – the opportunity for that guy and, and everything he's going to going, going to going to um, uh, the attention he's going to get on the court. How do you not put him put him with your second team coming out uh, and letting him play? You know, 10, 15 minutes. You know, a half. You know, you know, right up in there. You know, so uh, I think it's a win-win if ultimately he could come back, especially if you can get into a seven-game series uh, against the Phoenix, where you're bringing him in and and he's coming off the bench for you. So. We'll see how it plays out because, again, Jordy's got all that information. He's going to give it to us in just a couple minutes. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for tires, you found the place. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. I say it every day because it's true. Again, you do not hang around in this town this long working on vehicles, selling tires. I don't care if you're selling widgets. Okay, since 1972, unless you're taking care of your customers. And it's a family-owned and operated business. Tony Piazza Sr., Tony Piazza Jr., his wife, his daughter, all in, 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 uh, on the premises every single day over at Southern Tire. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Something for everyone's budget when it, when it comes to wheels and tires of the 30 inches. Also, finances available. And then when it comes to your vehicle, keeping it on the road, well, come on. If it's out of warranty, do you really want to go back to the dealership? Why not go to Southern Tire? Same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, without those dealership sticker shock prices. And, of course, the Piazza family standing behind, again, all the work they do. Uh, looking for a place you can trust for your vehicle, whether you're looking for a set of tires or keeping that vehicle on the road, it's Southern Tire, Hickory Day Line, and Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. We'll go to southerntire.com, check out all the service they provide for their customers. It's Southern Tire, Hickory Day Line, in Mary, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. All right, let's head to the guest line. Good friend of this program. Uh, you hear him. He's The dude's breaking news almost every day, okay? I mean, again, his show has taken off on a digital platform, uh, going where, again, most people in this business have not gone before. He is a trailblazer. And, again, guy, again uh, uh, the, you've got, uh, he's got great guests, got great insight, and, of course, he's with us today. Jordy Collada, Jordy Collada Show joins us on the program. Jordy, how are you? Eric, great to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, come on. I, I, I wanted to get you this week, uh, but you know what? When I, as soon as I saw the situation with the, 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 that you had this morning, I said, let me see my friend Jordy Collada give me a few minutes this afternoon, and thank you for doing that. Once again, breaking stories, my friend. Congratulations. Thank you, Heath. Thank you. You know this is a, uh, this is a relationship business, as you, you know and, and, and have uh, done so well of, of carving out and had, had a long career. And we, we, we were able to establish a relationship with, with Zion way back in recruiting uh, in, in when, when he was coming out and kind of kept that uh, up. And, you know, if you recall, when he decided that he was going to leave Duke and go to the NBA draft, there was a lot of speculation on whether or not he was going to, you know, kind of uh, forfeit going into to, to the NBA because of the, the, the Pelicans winning the lottery and, mm-hmm. You know, he came on our show a couple of years back and put those rumors to rest. And, you know, throughout this process of a lot of mixed signals and a lot of mixed, mix, uh, mixed messages uh, on 
on Zion and just kind of where he is from his health standpoint and kind of his status right now. He was uh, Mr. Anderson, Lee Anderson, who, of course, is Zion's stepdad, was ready to talk. And, and we were, um, you know, in, in this business, as we said, it's about relationships and have been in mm-hmm. a really good place with, with, with Lee. And he trusted us to come on this morning and, and just give their side of the story. I think more than anything, people were, were ready just to kind of hear from, from, you know, as he said, you know, Zion's camp. As as they've been referred to uh, yes. over the last couple of weeks, and and in in the lead up of this story, so um, you know it was good to hear from from the other side. We saw the video a couple of weeks back, so people got an idea of kind of where he was from a health standpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then you know you, you hear from 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 his his side today that you know he's, he he really feels like he's ready to go. So um, Pelicans are, are coming down the stretch and have an opportunity and. and, and like we said this morning, it kind of feels like they're a superstar away. It kind of feels like they're, a, yep. you know, a, a player away. And uh, if he's ready to go and, and if he's feeling healthy, uh, you know, as as Lee said this morning, uh, they're just kind of waiting on the word. Yeah, no doubt about it. First of all, you 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 broke the video uh, on your show on your 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 um, so your social media platforms of him doing the dunks, which again went went uh, went viral, and then of course this morning, which is again as you mentioned, not the first time uh, Lee Anderson has been on on the show with you. you. Have a great relationship there, but I thought it was a very thought provoking interview, and I thought again you asked the questions that everybody wanted to add the answers to, and of course. Um, he put to bed a, 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 the rest a lot of rumors that, that have been swirling around this entire season about Zion. First of all, uh, about Zion wanting to be here, wanting to be in New Orleans. That was one of the key questions you asked. Uh, what was his response? Yeah, it was it was very emphatic that 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 he wanted to be here. In fact, you know, he was talking about his time up in Portland while he he was rehabbing and you know really urging his, his trainers to get him back out to. To, to, to New Orleans to get him around the team. I mean, it, it really seemed like, um, you know, h- him watching the success of the Pelicans from, from afar was very stressful for him. I mean, he wanted to be around his teammates. I, I think that we lose, we, we, we lose sight when we talk about Zion he, is that he's, he's only 20. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, he's only, you know, he's like 20, just turned 21. I mean, he's, he's still a kid. You know what I mean? He, he, he's still, you know, very young in the game. Now, look, he, he needs to, to learn some things about being a professional, but, I, you know, I think, he still, when you know, he sees people having a good time around around his his team and around his teammates. He wants to be a part of that. I mean, he 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 sees what the Pelicans are accomplishing and and really feels like he could add and and be a key key piece on on, on coming down the stretch here. So, um, you know, I, I really think that that his answer on you know the 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 stability of of Zion and the family wanting to be in New Orleans really. You know, it was kind of the, the the answer of the interview that you know he was he was curious on where that stuff was coming from and that they were very happy uh, in the city and really looking forward to what could be next. And I thought it was interesting that one thing he told you was it was not coming from him, it's not coming from his wife, it's not coming from Zion or Zion's little brother Noah. Then then again, it, it's 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 not it's not fact. They're telling everyone right now, uh, again, what they want them to know is, again, they're happy in New Orleans. They want to be here. And, and also another one of your questions that I thought was very pointed was, again, how they feel about the transition of this organization under Willie Green this year. And, and, and his, his answer was what? Well, he thought it was a, a, a home run hire. You know, I mean, he's really – and not only the, 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 the Willie Green addition. And, look, he, he pointed out that it was tough to – you know, three coaches in three years, but that they really were, uh, you know, Lee was very uh, open and honest. I thought about the moves that the organization had made 
uh, you know, over the last year uh, in some of the pieces that they have brought in, some of the pieces that they have drafted, uh, really being key parts to, to, to really, you know, gaining some steam around Zion's excitement of getting back. I mean, he loves some of the moves that they made. He's, he's got a really good relationship with the head coach, Willie Green. I mean, they're, they, he, you know, Green's a very relatable guy in the locker room. I mean, he's, he's played in the league. He's been around the league. He's a young guy. He can, he can communicate with this, this locker room and the, these young stars and, and, and Zion really wants to be a part of that. So, you know, I mean, when, when he was asked directly about, um, you know, playing for Willie and kind of the transition of the Pelicans right now, I mean, it seemed like they were very impressed and very enthusiastic about what the future uh, looks like with, with, with the moves that have been made over the last uh, couple of months. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, speaking on, again, his interview this morning with Lee Anderson, uh, the stepfather of uh, Zion Williamson. I have posted his interview on both my Twitter and my Facebook uh, uh, feed. So, again, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, it's about 17 minutes, and it's well worth a listen because I think it's one, probably one of, one of the most in-depth interviews that we've heard in terms of where is Zion today, where is he? Where has his head been, and, again, answering the question about all the rumors that have been really created created in a lot of cases on a national narrative, less here in New Orleans, but on a national basis. As far as him wanting to play this year, what did Lee Anderson talk about? Well, he's ready. He, he wants to play. I, I think he's been ready. I, I think that was, that was really kind of the point of the video that he put out, you know, uh, over a week ago, was just to try and dispel some of the notions and rumors of where he was physically. I mean, it, remember back he, what the storylines were around Zion during that time. I mean, some people were talking about that he might need a second surgery. Some people were talking about that. Yeah, you know, no doubt. That was reported. Whether or not he, he – he, he was even injured. I mean, like there, there was just such conflicting reports on, on where he was physically, what, what, what his capabilities were. And when that video hit, it kind of really changed the narrative immediately on the story for him. And, and, and then today to hear, you know, the Andersons, uh, to hear uh, Mr. Anderson come out, Lee Anderson come out and just talk about where, where Zion is from a, a physical standpoint. Look, they, they played some 515. Uh, I think that they're expected to play a little bit more five on five when they get back from the road trip and try to come down here on the regular season stretch. But you know, it, as as Lee said this morning, this is the Pelicans' call, and they will respect what the Pelicans decide to do and and whatever decision they make on on Zion. But from their you know camp's point of view and and Zion's point of view, um, he's ready to go. You know, I mean, he wants to be out there now. Um, you know, I mean, there's there, there's people in place to make those decisions, but from the the the, the player standpoint, um, um, you know, I think that Zion feels like he's he's as healthy as he's been, and you know, with the team having a chance to to really make some noise, that you know, he wants in the lineup. Sure, and and, and look at. I think it's very calculated on their part. I think it was calculated when, when, again, they released the video on your social media platforms of him dun- him doing the dunk. Because again, it showed that uh, first of all, he's in shape. He's not, you know, the, he's not out of shape when you saw him with the shirt off and his ability to be able to, you know, to get up and and to be able to take the, the pounding coming down. And then, of course, today's interview as well, where again you asked the questions that needed to be asked and he answered them as honestly as I think he could have. Again, dispelling the rumors that Zion does not like New Orleans, that the family doesn't like New Orleans, they want to be here and they want to be part of this Pelican's future going forward. Also, and I think that they, they, they shed some light on the relationship with the franchise. I think that there was this notion out there that they were at such odds and such, yes. you know, where it, it was this almost dysfunctional, um, you know, business relationship that just had, 
that had no chance of really even thriving and making it. And I thought, you know, some of the the the, the statements today by Lee really kind of shed some light on where they are, uh, praising Griff for, for, for some of the moves and, you know, uh, acquisitions that he's made over the last couple of months. And, um, you know, to me, I, I took away the, the, the mood and the sentiment of, you know, Lee and Zion around the Pelicans is that they were, they, they were fine. Look, they had some, and as he, he pointed out, sure, they, they, they had some, some, some discussions early on. They had some, some personnel issues early on they had some coaching strategies that they were scratching their head over but you know they, it seems like they've moved past that and they're they're ready to get back into the lineup and you know they're ready to look towards the future i i, I feel that lee and, and zion see the future of of the franchise and, and really embrace what it could be and, and i think you know from the pelican standpoint this would be a great opportunity um to at least from a, a you know, not that the PR means a lot, but just mm-hmm. to, to mend the bridge and move forward. You know, whether it's putting him in the lineup or not, but just coming out and having some type of positive statement around what the relationship is and what the the, the, the future is going to look like around him. Because it seems like on, on his side, you know, he's, he's, he's ready to go. Right. And look, based on what we've everything that we've heard since he got here and, 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 and it's been a PR nightmare. Let's face it. Okay. You know, uh, the, 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 yep. the organization not really speaking on, on where Zion is uh, uh, again, the, the Zion camp in a lot of cases, not speaking. So again, that leaves conjecture and rumors for everyone. Look, I've had people tell me that have inside source within the organization. They don't think he'll play another game for this team. And then he'll be gone. He'll be gone this summer. Obviously the Andersons uh, and the Zion Williamson camp doesn't feel that way. They feel, again, they want to be here long-term. And if you're in a situation where he is healthy enough to play, based on what we saw with the burst minutes the last time, with, again, with the knee injury, and, again, how that really, uh, at least uh, on the, for the outside end, made it look like, again, that the, the organization and the family were not on the same page. If he wants to play and he has the ability to be able to play and get medically cleared, why wouldn't you play him? Very head-scratching, very very difficult to understand why a, a team that is competitive like the Pelicans are with the opportunities that they have in front of them and the way that they're playing and have access to a player like this who seems to be healthy and seems to be eager to go, um, it, it, it's, it's hard to it, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to digest you know, a, a professional franchise uh, being at such odds with a player that could really help them win games immediately. I mean, you know, at the end of it, I mean, you're, you're, they're, they're paid to help win games and, and help the team out. And there's some things that, you know, every, every locker room has to balance out. But I mean, you know, when, when, when the player is saying, I'm good, I'm ready to go and you're competitive and have a chance to make a playoff push. It just, it is very head scratching and very confusing on why this seems to be so difficult. I would agree. Um, hopefully, again, this is a message that that now, I, which I believe will go viral, and people will 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 uh, will start to hear the 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 Zion side of things, and maybe this will put pressure on the organization and and the family to come together and get him back on the floor uh, for the play-in game. Hopefully, again before the season ends, but with just some, again three games after tonight, that may be difficult. But look, I'm looking at if you get a chance to be able to get in a series against Phoenix, why would you not play him? That's that's uh, another. Piece that I mean, when you're talking about the steps that basketball or just professional for any sports 
teams take, it's usually always getting to the playoffs, either getting knocked out in the first round, winning a couple of games, and the next year getting back and getting through that first round push and making it to the next round. I mean, why wouldn't you want him to get this type of experience and be on this team with these young mm-hmm. stars and, and, and infuse you? I, I do wonder what, what it would do to the chemistry aspect to throw him back into the mix right now. I mean, I, I do believe that that would be something that, that Willie Green and the coaches would have to manage just because of, of human nature, just because of, mm-hmm. of you know, just causing a, causing a wave, just change of anything. But I, I just can't fathom why – you have this player and you've got the opportunity that the franchise has in front of them to, to get to the playoffs, possibly make a run, you know, win a, win a game or two, maybe even win a series, who knows, and, and not have him experience that because of what it could mean for his development, what it could mean for not only his physical development, but just the mental part of going through the league and going through the playoffs and what it's like to compete at that level and how, you know, I mean, it, it ratchets up even a level or two, from the regular season and not to have him experience that and go through that so he can, you know, resource that later in his career just mm-hmm. is another part of this that's just, it, it really is confusing. Especially if he's healthy. And as I've said on this program and on the TV show, at the end of the day, let the, let the, let the players vote on it. Look, they're his teammates. They, they again, they, they've got relationships one way or the other with him. They're going to be losing playing time, some of those guys. And come bring him off. I'm not saying put him in the starting lineup. I'm saying bring him off the bench. Let him come in with your second team. You can't play him a lot of minutes early anyway. Again, he's got to kind of work himself into basketball shape, right? So, again, bringing him in 10, 15 minutes a half and, 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 and having him an op- giving him an opportunity to get on the floor, to, to me, again, is a win-win for the organization and, and for the team as well. And it definitely gives, again, the other team, the opposing team, something they have to deal with when he's on the floor. I just can't imagine that his teammates wouldn't, wouldn't want him out there. Me too. Look, I agree. All, all, those guys, all those guys have issues in somewhere in their personal life. All of them in a locker room, everybody's dealing with something. It's just with Zion, it's being played out in the public. Behind closed doors, when it's in the locker room, they look around and say, hey, man, how do you help us win? And when they look at him, there's no way you can look at him at healthy and eager and wanting to play and say he doesn't help us win. I mean, Valanchunas has got to look at him and say, man, how much could he help us on the glass? Come on, you know are you mean? kidding so me? Got, I mean, like, you know, just, like, just take some of the pressure off of him every night by just putting him out there. And, and I'm with you. You don't have to start him. Play him 8 to 12 minutes if you want. Who right. knows? Whatever it takes to break him in. But, I mean, to leave him at home to leave him away from this scene and not allow him to gain this experience. It just, I, I don't know, man. I, I know that there, there's, there's stuff that we probably don't even know. Even talking to Lee, there's still probably mm-hmm. stuff that we don't even know that's even happening sure. behind the scenes, but it can't be this dysfunctional. Right. You know what I mean? It can't be to the point where you're saying, Hey man, this guy's a revolutionary player who has gone through some stuff from a health standpoint, but he's right. He's healthy. He's good. And he wants to play. And mm-hmm. you're sitting here knocking on the door of a playoff push. Put him in a lineup and let's fi- figure everything else out, at least with him on the floor. Right? Like, I, yep. mean, like, I agree 100%. You, you could, I, and, yeah. and, and I think that was kind of expressed in the interview today in a roundabout yeah. way. He said he's ready to go. 
So, again, if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. And, and again, I think he used your outlet to be able to get that out to, 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 to the world. That, look, we're, we love New Orleans. He wants to play here. But, again, he's healthy and he wants to get on the floor. So, now it's the next move is David Griffins and the medical staff to be able to, to, be able to figure out what direction they're going to go. Joy, before I let you go, I have to ask you about LSU. I'm getting so many good reviews, again, about uh, Brian Kelly, uh, the way he handles his practices. You guys got a chance. And, again, I know you guys were all over it with video and everything else this weekend in terms of the the Saturday practice. Um, what, what, what's, what really stuck out to you about, about so far about Brian Kelly, uh, the way he's handled this situation, and, of course, uh, what you've seen in terms of the talent level and the practices thus far? Well, look, I, I think when you look at the talent level, they still got a couple of recruiting classes that they need to get infused into the program to really be a top-level team in, in, in the conference. I think, you know, when, if you were bouncing around Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia, and, you know, uh, you know those schools – um, spring practice, I think that you would see that there is a, a talent difference between them and the rest of the conference, including LSU. LSU's got high-end players, though. Yeah, I will tell you that one thing Ed Ogeron did is that he promised he was going to build a defensive line, line of scrimmage. And this group that he has left behind for Brian Kelly's inaugural season is, is about as good as LSU had, it feels like, since, you know, like the, the, the Claude Roten, Kyle Williams, Glenn Dorsey days, where it just seemed like every single year there was a defensive lineman coming out and going into the first round. I mean, when you look down the line and you see guys like B.J. O'Jolari and Allie Gay as your stand-up defensive ends with Mason Smith and Jaqueline Roy with, with, with their hands in the dirt, and then you got guys coming off the, uh, off the sideline that, that, that can really play at a high level. I mean, they've got depth. They've, they've got some high-end NFL-type players on, on that line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, I think their defensive line is, is their most talented group by, by miles. I think the wide receiver group is pretty good. But, you know, look, they, that, that defensive line unit is, is as good as LSU's had in a minute. But from Brian Kelly's standpoint, I, I think it's, it's still about, you know, the, the, the structure and the organization. I mean, we talked to Garrett Nussmeyer, or Nussmeyer was speaking with the media on, on Saturday, and, you know, he's he he knows how to really handle himself in a in a press junk and around a bunch of microphones. With you know, you understand what he's trying to say without him having to say it. And and one thing that he was he he was really uh, pouncing on was just the organization and the, the 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 meaning. You know, the moving with a purpose on the practice field. I mean, everybody that's moving around out there is going into a you know a certain direction at a certain time, and they're going to accomplish something. We talked to. Major Burns, the safety yesterday morning, and he talked about you know the, the the accountability structure that Kelly has put in place with with you know voting on team captains and leaders within and holding people and units accountable and the point system that 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 goes into that and really the motivation for a lot of the guys in the team is just not to finish last because if you do you know I mean it it, it, it it's hell to pay and you know everybody's staring at you for for forty five minutes so. Um, that you can see the structure. You can see the more people becoming accountable, and you know the the, the program really starting to tighten up in just the limited time that we've been out there. So um, I, I still think that Kelly will, have, you know, he'll 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 go through his first year struggles without question in the SEC, just mm-hmm. because his personnel is not up to par with the top end teams. But you, you will definitely be able to see the organization and structure that is put in place. Well, that's what they, you know, again, we talked about it, right, Jordy? He's a foundation guy. He's setting the new foundation for the program, and that takes time. And, again, it's a little bit easier maybe with the transfer portal now than when it hasn't been in the past, but it's still going to take some time. Absolutely. It will. And, look, not, not, not to look backwards, but 
LSU football was was a mess. Is a mess. You know, I mean, right. it, it just it, it needed to be cleaned up. I mean, it needed to be tightened up. I mean, it, everything from the academic side to the roster standpoint was just it, it, it was it was it was out of whack. And you know, Brian Kelly came in here and he's had to roll up his sleeves and um, you know he's he's had to take on a couple of challenges at a time. So um, I think where they are is it, pretty solid and, and leaves you feeling positive for the future. Um, yep. because of what he's able to do in just the short term of turning the roster around. I agree. Final question for you. i uh, got to ask this because you've been all over the uh, investigation into the, into the LSU program. It was an enlightening interview about uh, two weeks ago uh, on, on, again, the violations. We've seen Penny Hardaway walk the plank. We've seen Will Wade walk the plank. What's going to happen to Bill Self in Kansas? It's a hell of a question. You know, I mean, it, it really is crazy to see what, what – what, what, what is happening to, to LSU basketball and to see Kansas hoist the national championship last night with very similar accusations and, and, and violations uh, against the program. Um, you know, it, 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 it goes into really what this whole crusade, I guess, for me started over was, you know, it wasn't about unfair treatment to, to Will Wade or, you know, out for LSU. It was just why, why, why the uneven playing field? Why the uneven playing ground? I mean, this is stuff that I've even talked about with, 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 with Lee Anderson, Zion's dad. I mean, you know, Kansas's assistant coach is on – he's on a wiretap talking to Lee, talking about that they got 250 k for Zion to go to Kansas. I mean, are we all going to sit here and think that he went to, to Duke for free? You know right. what I mean? Like, and to, to hear Dick Vitale nominate Coach Krzyzewski to be the commissioner of basketball to straighten up the cheating is laughable. You know what I mean? Like, look, look we, we know what it is. We, we've known what the sport is. I'm watching mm-hmm. uh, Winning Time on HBO about the Los Angeles Lakers and how they right. Gary Buss turned yes. them into Showtime. I mean, he met with Tarkanian in Vegas in 78, and it was known then that Tark was cheating. You know what I mean? Like, like this has been happening for decades. And, and for, for, for you to point in, 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 at LSU and say, they're the only ones that are doing that, get that guy out of here. Is is laughable when 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 you've got the national champion facing the same level one five, you know five level one violations mm-hmm. and, and there's you know nobody saying anything no no Pat Forty no Dick Vitale no yeah right. like where are they at now what why why the double standard because uh, because here's the deal everybody knows what's going on the P, the reason why people were pissed off at Will Wade was because Krzyzewski, Calipari, Self, Roy Williams all looked around and said, what's the 37-year-old doing here? You know, like, how did, he, how did he get into the room? He's taking our guys away from him, and he's doing it very brash and very arrogant and doing it on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, get this guy out of here. And, it, it, you know, I mean, to see Congress set a bill a week after Wade's fired – Right. To, to, to mandate the way the NCAA handles these investigations. I mean, it's, it's even more into the evidence of, look, this was th- – they were set to get Will Wade, felt embarrassed about the wiretap and, and him kind of putting in their face, and they weren't going to stop until they got him. And if that's what it was, they accomplished it, but along the way, they've, lo- they, they've whacked more credibility to their sport than – 
you know, then, then, and then they can – no, they, they probably don't care this morning. They wake up after a hugely successful – Yeah, but you can't ignore it, Jordy. You can't – you cannot ignore it. It's the same situation at LSU as it is at Kansas. The difference is they're a blue blood and LSU is not. It's wild. I mean, it really is just – I've said it till I'm – I feel like I've said it for four years, nearly every, you know, February and, and March and April every year. I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand. I, I, I guess I do understand it, that you protect mm-hmm. the money makers in the, in the sport. But, right. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, yeah. for, for, for a local feel, and I know that the, the national people don't care about this, but LSU mm-hmm. had, had pumped some life back into the basketball program. Yes. Wade had gotten people buying tickets. You were paying attention. They were traveling. I mean, they were following the team. and. You know, they, they weren't making it to Final Fours, but it felt like they were close. It felt like they were getting there. And to have it set back, what feels like a day, it's not fair to Matt McMahon. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. a hell of a challenge. But, I mean, yep. you know, I mean, what he's taken over may be the most challenging Power 5 coaching job, Eric, maybe ever. I mean, Starting I from he, zero? <laughs> he's had no players. Literally starting from zero. And he doesn't even know what he's asking the new players to buy mm-hmm. into. They don't even know what the you know. There's no there's no idea of what could be coming down the pipe. So, yep. um, it, it's it's screwed up, man. It, yep. it, that, that was, was no you know, doubt. That but serves, but they can't ignore. That's the question. Is again, That's you cannot again make Memphis walk the plank, make LSU walk the plank, and ignore Kansas simply because they won a national championship when it's the same type of violations when you know, when the when, when the audio tape is there. I mean, come on, I mean. You know the, the the double standards there. We know that, but but at some point, uh, if if it's what's good for the, for the goose is good for the gander, so to speak. It serves Mark Emmert right to have to hand that national championship trophy to Bill Self last night. I mean that was that was it, that was a beautiful symphony of just you know, and he couldn't even get the name right. He called him the Kansas mm-hmm. City Jayhawks. Kansas City, right? Yeah, Un- unreal. No doubt. Thank you for your for your time, my friend. Appreciate it. Tell everybody about your fantastic show, how folks can catch it. Also, again, this, your social media platforms, which you're breaking, seems like news almost every day. Tell us all about it. Appreciate that, E. We're on, uh, we're on digital platforms, so we're on YouTube and uh, all over social media. The, the handle is at Colada Show, at Colada Show, and you can find us every morning, 7 to 9 a.m. We're still working some, some, some technological stuff out uh, from uh, – um, from, from from a video call standpoint, but we feel like we're getting close to getting it right. And, uh, every morning we're there, 7 to 9 a.m., so come join us. We appreciate it as always. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time. All right, man. See you. Jordy Collada, again, doing a great job with the Jordy Collada Show. Hey, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance. That's right, Dave Miet Insurance. Now's the time for an insurance checkup as we're just a couple months out from uh, hurricane season. And, uh, look, you might have gotten uh, your, your flood insurance in. You might have got a sticker shock. How about your homeowner's policy? Again, going up. And uh, nothing frustrates any frustrates a policyholder more than you pay your premium every single year, and and then again when a, a catastrophe happens like Ida or again the, the recent tornado, uh, again your insurance company doesn't want to pay up. Well, that's where Dave Miatic comes in. Uh, again, he is an independent insurance agent. He's not uh, tied into any one company, and uh, the service at the sales impeccable. Making sure, again, that, again, he helps you every step of the way when it comes to your claim. And then when you're looking for insurance, over 50 companies that he has, he has uh, inroads to, to, again, find you the best price for your insurance needs. Whether you're a professional, whether you're a business owner, whether, again, you're a homeowner, whether you're looking for insurance for your family or your business, think Dave Mead Insurance. 
uh, 556-0809. That's 504-556-0809. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-Agency.com is his website. It's a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. Or again, set up a meeting like I did uh, a few years ago uh, at his office on Veterans Nick the Shogun. And again, talk to him about, again, what your insurance needs are. Uh, it's Dave Miet Insurance, 556-0809. If you want to save, call Dave at 504-556-0809. We'll be right back. 1061 Nash Icon wants you to imagine scoring 25K. Wow, no way. Oh my God, that is so awesome. What would you do with that money? Listen at the top of every hour between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. for our national text keywords. For your shot at 100 bucks, you win $100, you're instantly qualified for 25K. It's the 25K payday, all from the New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau and Kite Fest. The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau is proud to present Kite Fest April 30th and May 1st. This festival of the year is family friendly with kites, inflatables, food booths, fireworks, and more. Plus, it's free admission. Go to events at westbatonrouge.net to learn more. Like them on Facebook. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the Westpac Expressway, the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling on the 310 southbound, delays are steady from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. And look out for accidents Cleveland Avenue at South Claiborne and also Reed at the I-10 Service Road. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball, crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. 
This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. That means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm a fool to you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Really bad news for the city today. Chris Owens, Bourbon Street entertainer for maybe my entire lifetime, um, has died. 89 years old is what everybody's believing she is, between 88 and 89 years old. Uh, just on the cusp of her uh, legendary uh, yearly Easter parade. She will not be participating this year, obviously. But, again, a big loss to the city as uh, Chris Owens passes today. All right, uh, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a generator company that will get you a generator in your home or business right now, again, single-day installs, they got the generators in stock, they're ready for you. Finance available for generators, pay that over time. The service after the sale is impeccable, 24-7, 365 emergency service, and, of course, uh, all the parts you need that are stocked in their warehouse in Mandeville. When it comes to uh, generator sales and service, think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. I want to thank Jordy Collada. He stayed a little bit extra with this, but I agree with Jordy. First thing I thought about last night was Bill Self uh, raising the trophy. And congratulations to Kansas, by the way. Okay, um, but again, he's had the same got the same type of violations uh, that Penny Hardaway had at Memphis, that Will Wade had at, at LSU, and yet they're hosting the 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 the, uh, the the trophy for the national championship. So what happens now? Are they going to go out and and um, and go after Bill Self, much like again Will Wade was, to the point that uh, ultimately Will Self is going to have to resign or get fired from from his job? Be interested to see again how this thing kind of plays out. But we've talked about it since day one, right? There's a difference, and 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 LSU's in in that mix when it comes to football. Okay, you don't mess with the blue bloods that make money for the NCAA. LSU football is a blue blood. Okay, LSU basketball is not. Uh, Kansas basketball is a blue blood. Kansas football is not. So you see the difference there. And we'll be interested to see if, again, if there's going to be now uh, two sets of rules as they've always been. Or is this the NCAA trying to clean things up? And, look, I'll say Jordy was right on point. When Congress has got to get involved because, because these investigations take as long as they've taken, okay, uh, to try to be able to nail down an institution to let's see, again, if there's any wrongdoing, uh, there, there has to be at some point an end point on, on, on again, how long those investigations can go on. Uh, it's not sour grace because LSU got caught, because LSU got caught uh, because Will Wade thought uh, two, two things. Number one, Will Wade was, was, was too um, um, 
comfortable in terms of talking on, on, on the phone to different individuals, which, again, he never should have. And then the other thing is the dude never realized he was a head coach. That's the things that assistant coaches do, okay? Uh, head coaches don't go out and, and again, and, and, and make those type of offers, get involved in that. There's a line of demarcation there. And, again, from his time at VCU, et cetera, uh, you talk about him being an assistant coach, uh, you know, and moving up the, the, the ranks in terms of, of recruiting every single year in the top five, top ten in recruiting for LSU basketball. Since he's been there, it is what it is. Uh, we knew what was going on. Everybody knew what was going on. And, and, but everybody knows what's going on with the Blue Bloods as well. It's no different. Now, again, with the ability of players to be, a, to, to be a paid for their, for their likeness and image, uh, that, that stuff kind of goes out the window now. But it is what it is. But if LSU's got to pay the piper, then that means, again, that Kansas has to pay the piper. So we'll see, again, how that plays out in terms of suspension, loss of um, opportunities to go to um, – suspending the opportunity to go to postseason play, and then the loss of scholarships. And we'll see how that plays out going forward. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Saints again, but we'll pick that up tomorrow. Subway Chef Scott Craig is going to join us. Sean Mazzana, Fox 8 Sports, will join us. So we'll get into the, um, uh, the, the trade. Look, I'll just say one thing. I do not believe they're going for a quarterback. I will be shocked if they, if they, again, they've moved up to try to go again, give multiple picks to get a quarterback in this particular draft. It's not worth it. But it is worth the offensive tackle. It is worth, again, the wide receiver and the safety when you've got three picks now in the top 50. And they have $22 million worth to spend. Uh, so you're talking about $22 million of cap room. Like I said it yesterday, they can roll that cap room over if they want into next year, and maybe they are. Okay, maybe they are. But, uh, again, you had Tyron Matthew in the building today. Um, he's a guy that come in and help this team. They still need a veteran. Even I've said before, if they get a rookie receiver uh, in the first round, they still need a veteran wide receiver. They need another veteran on this team. You need depth. You need quality depth. And, uh, look, Drew Brees said what I said a couple weeks ago yesterday. You've got to surround Jameis Winston with weapons. And to me, that has to be job one in the offseason now, to surround Jameis Winston with weapons so that he can be successful. All right, don't, again, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, you need help with your AC system. It breaks down. They'll be there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call when they come to your home or your business. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972, Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today 
at 504-556-0809 or Dave me at insagency.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents And Doug Check it out, Lemu, a roadside carnival Step right up, folks, test your strength Come see the fire-breathing baby (laughs) Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance So you only pay for what you need Look, an emu wearing sunglasses Lemu, you're famous Only pay for what you need. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care's got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. I want to thank Will Guillory, Glenn Gilbo, Jordy Collada, uh, our guest on today's program, Rudy back at Studio Producing. I want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsor sponsor our program. Thank you once again to each one of those sponsors. But thank you for, again, supporting those sponsors. Those that listen on the podcast, those that listen over the airwaves here at 106.1 on, the, on our digital platforms, thank you for listening to the program as always. And coming up next, my good friend Hugh Young, which is going to be followed by Rummel John Curtis Baseball. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks for listening to New Orleans. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch to the government, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.